righty, I want to give you a big warm welcome to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. Not only am I one of the hosts of this podcast, but I'm also a real estate agent here in the state of Utah. So I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of this awesome podcast where we showcase awesome people that are doing awesome things here in the Salt Lake Valley. Like I mentioned, I'm a realtor and I'd love to help you find your next home. So I don't know if you're moving to Salt Lake City, maybe your family's growing and now you're looking into moving into something a little bit bigger. Well, I'd love to chat. I'd love to help you find your next home or even sell your existing home. Give me a call, shoot me a text. My number's 801-244-2908. I'd love to chat with you. Hey, today on the podcast, we talked to Tony Farias. Tony is a mortgage lender that lives here in the Valley, but he also has a really awesome story to share about what got him into the mortgage industry, obstacles he had to overcome, and we just find out about him and what he enjoys spending his time doing. Such a great conversation. So honored to have Tony on the podcast, and we're going to get into that here in just a second. Really quick, though, I want to mention the website for the podcast. Hopefully by now you've been to the website, you've visited it, you've dug through some of those back episodes. Gosh, we got over 500 episodes up there on the website. So go take a look and uh, maybe there's an episode that you haven't listened to yet. All right, let's get into that conversation that we had with Tony. Like I mentioned, this is a good one. So enjoy. You ready to get going? Um, let's let's go. get going. Let's go. All right. Let's rock and roll. All right. We're going to uh, talk to Tony Farias today on the podcast. Introduce him to all of uh, our awesome community, our I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners. We get to find out about the the mortgage lending world. Yes, sir. Uh, but before we get into that, Tony. Okay. I'm going to ask you a, a question. I, I've been asking a few people on the podcast, and I love kind of starting this way, is what do you like to do outside of work? Okay. Like what brings you joy? I kind of just want to start right there. Like sure. Like what? Who's Tony? Sure. Like well, yeah. What brings you? Who joy? am I outside of the world of, of mortgage lending. lending and real estate? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Outside of this, I am. I'm a. I'm a father first and foremost. Um, I'm a father of uh, five kids, uh, three boys of my own, two stepkids. Um, that really bring me joy because. You know, it just brings me joy all around. I, I, I didn't grow up my dad, so being a dad is always a great journey for me and being able to um, show them about the world. So that's a big, really big joy of me. Uh, for me overall, uh, outside of the world, I enjoy sports. I'm a big sports fanatic, so I love that. Um, I love the competition part. I grew up playing sports. I really, really enjoy that. The Jazz, the Utes, those are some of my teams. So I really love that. I love to read just because I love to expand my mind. I love to learn platforms like this. Give me the ability to learn about other people, their whys in life, what they do, how they do it. And that just motivates me. And reading does that a lot for me too. And I am also um, outside of here. I, I love to be able to hit the gym, shoot some hoops when I can. That's been a big part of my life. Like I told you, playing sports. So hitting the gym and try to have some kind of health Healthiness, I guess you could say, is really important for me too. Um, love to travel. I'm a travel person. I have a, a model of life that I try to visit one new place every year, even if it's a local place that I've never been. So I try to do that. So that's a little bit about me outside of the, the lending world, you know? You mentioned books, that you like to read books. And I'm just going to say this. Follow Tony on Instagram. You are always recommending awesome books. I, am, I mean, maybe man. maybe on Facebook too. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll put those links at IamSaltLake.com with this episode too. But we'll we'll how, well. How can people follow you on Instagram? Just so my Instagram handle is TF Mortgage. Okay, so that's really easy to remember. Just TF Mortgage Tony Farias. So yeah. that's really easy to remember. And, and we'll get into all that even cool. too at the end too. But I just figured I wanted to mention Thanks, that man. too since you mentioned uh, reading because that's one thing I I love too is just kind of expanding my brain learning continual learning you know 100 like so many people i know it's like oh i was done with high school 20 years ago it's like i don't have time to read anymore it's like, what life just starts after yeah, high school isn't it right yeah, for real Seriously. But, uh, let's jump right into uh the mortgage industry like cool. what where did the interest come for you to get involved in the mortgage industry to great become question. a lender where, sure. did, where did that interest come from great you? question chris well look man a long time ago just growing up you know like i said i always loved to learn so i was always listening to the older people chat or talk you know how kids are they always got their ear open and stuff like that so i always hear people talk about 
you know, buying homes and, and looking to get into homes. And I remember hearing this quote, and I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard it. They said, they're not making any more land. Basically, what we have is what we have. So I, I always knew that I wanted to be in the real estate field one way or another. Um, I just didn't know what capacity. So basically, my story goes that I figured out I didn't want to be an agent driving people around because that's what you saw. You saw agents, hey, people driving, that, nothing wrong. You just saw people driving around, but that just wasn't for me. I, I, I don't know. I guess it wasn't for me. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I've always loved puzzles, Chris. I always loved puzzles as a kid. I passed that on to my older son and he loved doing puzzles. Being a mortgage person, mortgage lender is like putting the puzzle together. I love that aspect of the challenge of who can I help out? Let me listen to their story. Let me figure out their pieces of the puzzle and put it together. So, Anyways, uh, that's kind of why, why I became a mortgage lender because I it helps me be in the real estate field and that game helps me p- play the puzzle game also that I've always loved. So kind of combine those those two worlds. And But you don't have to drive people around. I don't have to drive people around. That's exactly <laughs> right. I don't have to meet them somewhere. Um, but it's awesome, man. And I get to meet meet great people like you who's a who's in the real estate game and other people who I've teamed up with and get to know them and how they handle business, how they deal with people and it's just a great overall aspect overall. So how long have you been a loan officer then? So my story goes like this. I got my license in 08, right after the crash. Oh, wow. So for a minute, yeah, I mean, that's quite a while ago. For a minute, yeah. I got my license then. I didn't last too long. I probably lasted maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years, because it was really tough. It was really, really I tough. I can imagine yeah, right Yeah, it then, was man. really tough, man. But I learned a lot of great tactics of being a lender, talking to people, and things of that matter. And I always say things in life kind of circle back around full circle because I left, I went back to being a freight broker. So if you know what a freight broker is, he's basically just a middleman, kind of a lender, you know. And uh, I went to run a T-Mobile store for a couple of years. That store really taught me to be able to uh, know how to engage with people face-to-face and build that confidence part side of myself uh, to be a better leader also. And then back in 2016, I came back. I came back because with I, a vengeance. With you a were, vengeance. You with were the, ready. With the readiness, the vengeance of uh, a lot of more life experience, you know. So why, why really did you cool. want to come back? Like, what made you want to opportunity? Come back? Okay. Opportunity okay. knocked at the door, and I opened it, and it said hello to me, and I and I took it. You know, the branch manager I work with right now, he actually did the loan for my my wife's house. Nice. After another lender dropped the ball on her the day of closing, told her that day that he couldn't close the deal. So anyways, uh, he picked up the ball. He closed the deal with her, always stayed in touch with her, super good dude. And um, one day he came over to drop off some money because he supports causes. And the cause was uh, cheerleading. My wife was, uh, my wife's daughter, she was in cheerleading. So he was dropping off a little donation to help the cheerleading squad. Got to talking and they were, he was putting up together a new branch and and, um, putting together a team and he was looking for somebody who spoke Spanish. So Yo hablo español, Chris, so hey, I speak Spanish. That's a good thing to even mention right up top here. I mean, if if we got listeners that are listening and they're they're looking for a Spanish-speaking loan, for sure. especially here you know, in the Salt Lake Valley, like yes. tons of people that tons could utilize and a it's Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. uh, uh, lender. So 100%. keep that in mind. I mean, yeah. definitely, I keep that in my back pocket. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. So I speak Spanish. I speak English. I even know a little bit of sign language. Uh, really? I have a son who's uh, hearing impaired, who's deaf. So I've uh, been in that community also and, and love that part too. Um, back to how I got into it. Anyways, he was looking to put together a team. He was looking to, you know, tap into the Hispanic community. He knew somebody who spoke Spanish, maybe had a little bit of experience like me. And long story short, here I am sharing my story with you. It's been a great ride and, and I look forward to the next X amount of years that this industry is going to allow me, but uh, we're going to be here doing some great magical things, hopefully. Dude, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, I'm just getting to know you. I mean, I know we've we've hung out a couple of times. And, sure. And, and I hopefully our relationship just continues, 100%, right? 100%, and, sir. And, and things grow. I mean, do you feel like, you know, I, I like to ask this question. Uh, I You know, I know I asked this to Brian before on, on, the, on the episode. Sure. Uh, prior great episode, by the way. Thank you. I asked him, you know, if, if he feels any person, you know, can just do real estate. So here's a question for you. Do you feel like anybody can be a lender? Do you feel like it takes a certain type of person? Anybody can do it? Or what are your thoughts there? I don't think any type of person can do it. I think it takes certain people to do it. Certain people with um, thinking outside the box a little bit. Uh, somebody who's able to engage with people, listen to them. Everybody wants to buy a home, Chris. We know that. 
but you got to be able to listen to their story, be able to break it down, be able to figure out where they're at, being able to help them out. Because look, I hear this all the time. Hey, I spoke to one, two, three lending or one, two, three lender, and they never got back to me, or they just told me to go pay off some stuff and call them later on. So basically take a pill and call me in the morning type of type of thing. But I really like to get in there and talk to people and figure out who they are and listen to them and engage with them. Kind of like you do with your audience here. And I bet how you do run business too, engage with people and listen to them. I think that's important. I, I always feel like I can connect with people really, really well. I think if you can line up 10 people in front of me, I can connect with eight and probably help out the ones out of there that, that are ready to be helped out and put the actions into the activities. And um, I'm just a big believer in, in what we do and we're changing people's lives. So somebody can contact you and you will actually go through like steps of maybe even helping them with their credit and stuff sure. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, yes. The fact that you're not just looking at them as some number, you know, I'm not, with, you know, no. And that goes all the way, just not for me, but my, yeah. my office, my team. Um, we had a meeting the other day and we were talking about people that we've helped out. Yeah. You know, we're just not, we're, we want to help the grade A people, you know, 800 credit score, 40% down, you know, those magical people like that, but not everybody can do that. But we were talking about like, we look at somebody, we talk to them, we listen to them and we look and say, there is somebody there that we can help out with. There's a deal there. And it doesn't matter if they're grade A paper or somebody who needs some love and some help. We're, we want to help them out. And we figure out, we figure, we figure out the deal. We get in there and we're, we're respectful, we're scrappy, and we are transparent with people. And we just, that's how that's who we are and that's what we do. All right, we're going to take just a minute now and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. Hopefully you guys pay attention to this one because I love talking about utahmarijuana.org. I don't know if you guys realize medical cannabis is legal here in the state of Utah and utahmarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD and THC. UtahMarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they make getting your medical card easy from your first office visit to navigating the state application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate, highly skilled, qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor that's willing to recommend cannabis treatment to you. The patient experience team at UtahMarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you Get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. How awesome is that? Right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to listeners of this podcast. So to you guys that are listening right now and your friends, make sure you share this code with your friends. If you use the code GREEN25, it's going to get you $25 off your first visit. Again, they're offering an exclusive discount to listeners of I Am Salt Lake, Use the code GREEN25, save yourself $25 off your first visit, plus you'll be letting them know, hey, I'm a listener of I Am Salt Lake, and I support you guys. And make sure to visit our, the website, utahmarijuana.org, because they have locations all up and down the Wasatch Front. Go check them out. All kinds of rad articles on that, online there. Plus, go check out their podcast, Utah in the Weeds, where you can listen to awesome stories of other cannabis patients here in the state of Utah. All right, many thanks to utahmarijuana.org for uh, being one of our rad sponsors of this podcast. Let's get back into that conversation with Tony Farias. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. You mentioned... Um, where you work at AP Mortgage? Is that the name? Yep. Is that the place? APM where American APM. Pacific Mortgage out of California. Okay, so top they're based out of California. Lender. Then. Yep, based out of California, top fifteen lender in the country. Huge uh, company, well known out of California. Uh, not too many branches out here. That's what I like about them. And people always ask me, oh, I've never heard about your company. I'm like, you can look us up. And I always throw people the website so they can check us out. Check out my profile, the company's profile, and. It's really been a blessing in disguise because the what I just told you a minute ago about being respectful, transparency, and scrappy, we've always been that since day one as an office, as a team, as a branch. But guess what? This company has the same values as we do. And it's funny because you go to companies and you listen about their mission statement, their values, and all that stuff. And sometimes you go do business with them, you think, 
I don't really think they believe those things. I don't think their people really, really believe those things or they even know what those things mean. Yeah. But when I say them, I know that the company believes them. I know that my team believes them. And I wholeheartedly believe those things. And how long have you been with them? I mean, since the beginning or, or no, since no, 2016? You know, we kind of just fell into it, to be honest okay. with you. Um, we were with uh, another company um, prior from 16 to about 2020, February 14, 2020. We oh, left that company. Right, right before yeah. the whole COVID hit. Yeah, huh? right before the whole COVID hit. And, and, you know, you and I are sitting here at the uh, KW building, yeah. I call it. And we used to be in this building. Uh, great place. I'm a big KW fan. I'm a big fan of the people here in this building. And uh, we left the building. Uh, our lease was up. Basically, we left the building. We went to another company that was really good for us, um, a bank out of the East Coast. But unfortunately, COVID hit and kind of their motto changed a little bit. Then we went to another company, um, a local company again. And that was really, really nice and great to be with another local company here in Salt Lake. But little did we know that they were talking to other people to sell the company. So a couple months in, they sell to APM, American Pacific Mortgage. But it's been a little bit of a a blessing in disguise, like people say, because what they believe in, we believe in. And we knew that before we even walked in. And then when we saw them, it was just like, hey, you know, like it was a perfect match. So it's been really good. I'm really excited about it. It's interesting. It's it's. You know, we hear it all the time, learning how to pivot and shift and go with the flow. I mean, who who would have thought March 20, 20 you know, 2020, sure, sure. COVID would have hit. Boom. And then, you know, we have to shift our businesses. We have Big to time. shift the way we work. Our lives. I mean, did you notice when COVID hit, you had to kind of shift your models. Of course. The way you communicated. For sure. And, and going probably even a lot online mm-hmm. and doing a lot of Zoom and Definitely. doing, I mean, even social media. I mean, Definitely. Did you find that that was a bit of a learning curve for you or were you able to kind of jump right into all that? You know what? It was a little bit of a learning curve. I'm I'm this, I'm face-to-face. face-to-face. I love face-to-face yeah. in person where I can see you and I can see your reactions to what I'm talking about, things that matter. So I'm big time like that. I love that motto. But I'm okay with over the phone. I'm okay on video. So some of that was a little bit of a shift for me, but it wasn't a big, huge shift in regards to like, oh my gosh, uh, what am I going to do? My face-to-face are going away. I just thought outside outside, outside the, the box, box yeah. you know, and I think a lot of us did and saying, hey, you know what? I just got to get on the phone more, talk to people, make them feel comfortable in what we're doing. Uh, it, hey, if you want to set up a video chat, you're comfortable with that. And I know some people weren't comfortable with that, but I with think- video chats? Yeah, but yeah. I pulled them out of the box sometimes, you know, especially the older generation. I guess how to use it. Yeah, how to use it, you know? Um, so it's it's been a really good- COVID was hard for all of us. Oh, yeah. It's Even right now, some still. people are still, you know, we're still in it. Even though I do think we're coming out of it, you know, everybody has their opinion, but that's not my opinion. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of it is learning how to live with it, right? Exactly. Like, it's like, hey, yep. it ain't going away. It ain't going away one way or another. It's not going away. But the pivot was good. You know, one thing, that I, one thing that I did as soon as COVID hit and everybody went back to working from home, I guess you could say, um, I started reading a book called Shift. The book, what's one of Keller? That's one of Gary Keller's books. Oh wow! So of course I should be reading yeah, this. Right? That's all good, man. I'm giving you the the insight on that. So I started reading that book because I knew that we were in a shift. But as I'm reading that book, I'm like, you know what? Every year is a shift. Yeah. Every season's a shift. You know, every from the last person that we helped out to the next person we helped out, that's a shift in its own. So it was a good book to read. Just and it was a perfect time to read. So it was it was really insightful. Dude, that's awesome. What is your advice for people right now that are listening? I mean, we're talking about things shifting and things changing. For someone who's on the fence right now about purchasing a home, sure, they're like, oh, prices are too high. Let's wait for them to come down or the market's going to crash. I mean, what, what advice would you give someone who's on the fence right now about waiting to buy a home? Let's chat. Yeah. Let's chat. Yeah. Come sit down with me and Chris and let's chat. Let's, let's figure out who you are first and foremost, who you are as a person, who you are on paper. And let us help you make that decision. Let us help you give you some insight on if you should wait, if you should do it now, why you should wait or why you should do it now. Let us help you answer that question. Because sometimes you need a couple opinions outside of your circle to help you see a different light. Because look, we've all talked to that person who says, well, my uncle says this. Well, my coworker said that. Well, your uncle hasn't bought a home in 10 years. And your coworkers in the same boat trust trying to figure out when to buy. So yeah. let us sit down with us. Let us chat and figure out where you're at. 
let us put together a game plan. Like I tell people, I'll put the game plan together for you, but you've got to do the actions and the activities. Only thing I can do is help you follow up and see where you're at. Here to help you answer questions as we go forward. Has um, things like low inventory and things that are going on in the real estate market, has that affected your job? I mean, I would imagine it would since you're sure. dealing with the mortgage world. Yes. What, what, what kind of stuff are you seeing? Like what, what kind of, sh- are you seeing shifts in like with real estate lending yeah. or, or yeah. like with interest rates going up? You know, when COVID hit, there was a lot of guideline changes. You know, things okay. in the guidelines would change. They want to see either more reserves in the bank account okay. or, you know, we want to see a, a, a current pay stub to see if people took some time off. Where's the where's their pay, where's their income been? Things yeah. that matter. So there's been a lot of shift and stuff like that. Your forbearance came in and things that matter where people didn't have to make their payment for a while. And that's hindered some people from being able to refinance because now the guidelines say, hey, you've got to be able to make your have made your payment for X amount of time, depending on what kind of refinance you've been doing. So there's been a lot of yeah. things that they did throw at us, but the low inventory, yeah, that's been a that's been a struggle too, you know, because I got a lot of qualified buyers that are ready to buy, that are ready to buy, and have the desire to buy. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there, or they're being beat out by somebody who's a better qualified buyer who's coming in with heavy cash or or just one big cash offer or. You know, it's been so many people that have, you know, a house hits the market at a decent price. You've got a ton of offers. Yeah. You go to open houses last year or even this year in 2020, and there was a line, people in their masks and line waiting to get in. Oh, dude, I hear they're still, I mean, I haven't done any crazy open houses like that yet. And I know you like to do them. Dude, I love open houses. Uh-huh. I, I love getting that face-to-face, right? Yes, Just sir. Interaction and, and yes, meeting new people mm-hmm. in the community. That's kind of uh, how we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Well, I think I think it was actually through Instagram. Instagram, how we but I stopped by. But then you uh-huh. stopped by the face to face part. So you got like, to add Tony! The, the cherry on top. Uh-huh. What's going on? But it is an interesting market in that way, and it's like we'll see where things go. It's got to get better. It's going to get better. I mean, do you think we're in a bubble? Do you think? Do you no. think? Do you think? I mean, from I mean, it's a hard question, I guess. Sure, really sure, answer, yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. it, it seems like when things crashed, I mean, people were just getting loans left and right. No, nope. sure. I mean, you breathed and and you got a loan. Yeah, right? that's you true. Know? I mean, back in '08, man, you 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 could do almost any type of loan. I mean, I got my house, my first home with a what they call a 2080 split type of loan. So that was a kind of creative type of loan where I really didn't have to come in with any money, you know? So, um, so, so I can see good for you at this time. Good for me. I still got the place and got a ton of equity in it. So, you know, I get hit up all the time. Just right now, before we started here, I got a text message from somebody asking if I want to sell it for cash, you know? So, you know, the, the market's crazy, but you know, it's been tough for some of my buyers, but I think things are, are hopefully going to get better. Um, yeah. you know, I always tell people, especially my people who are coming in with an FHA loan or a Utah housing loan, I tell them this, keep fighting. And they look at me like, what, what do you mean keep fighting? I had a client, I closed him last year, and he was looking for a long time. But he closed. He ended up getting some. And at the closing table, he told me, hey, I didn't know what you meant by keep fighting. He goes, now I know. They were putting in offers. We would call the listing agents. We'd tell them why our person was an opportunity to have them buy the house. And eventually he got into his home using a Utah housing loan. He's very happy, hard worker. And those are really good stories to have in our, in our pocket that we're helping people out. We're changing lives. Dude, that is awesome. I mean, that was going to kind of lead me into the question of what's the most rewarding part of your job. But that sounds like stories like that. Yeah, man. Stories like that. You know, Chris, one of the reasons why I do this, like I told you, is because I heard that uh, quote, they're not making any more land. Well, they're not. They're not. (laughs) Exactly. We got what we have, right? But my one of my biggest reasons why I do this, um, one of my list of whys, I guess you could say, is I'll share this story that's uh, close to me is that my mom, who I I, uh, grew up with, Single mom did a great job about raising me and, and still still here, thank God, on this earth to uh, to watch over me. Uh, her, she never bought a home. She never bought a home. Mm. And uh, I remember her and my stepdad taking me to a home as a young man up in Sugar House, a house that they were going to buy. They never ended up buying it. So I share that story because I don't want people to be my parents, even though my parents were hardworking, good people, uh, caring and loving people. Um, they just never bought a home. And it's unfortunate because I think of all the opportunities they missed out in regards to building wealth through real estate. 
And um, I show that people with stories. I show that story with people who are maybe on the cusp for me. Should I wait? Should I do this? I said, you're on the cusp of either becoming a permanent renter for life or being a homeowner right now. You know, jump in there and do it because I don't want I don't want to see you be a renter for life. Well, and I think, unfortunately, I think Utah is turning into California sure. with our home prices. And sure. I don't think they're going to go down. No. I, I think they're kind of here to stay. And they so are. it's like if you're going to wait, you might be waiting and not price yourself out of a home. Exactly. Really. Exactly. Um, I agree with you 100%. What's the least rewarding part of your job? The least rewarding part of my job? Um, Something you just like the most, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes, you know what? One of the things was last year I tried to, uh, you know, every year I try to pick out a word of the year and last year was balance. Okay. You know, balance in regards to uh, having more balance in my home life versus my my work career and things that matter because, you know, this can take, this takes time to do, you know, it takes time away from our families, long days, you know, but I, I'm a worker. I love the work. Uh, Chris, I'll come say hi to your open house on a Saturday because I'm on my way to the office to work a couple of hours. So I have no problem working. My wife hates it, but I still do what I got to do. But what I mean by that is, uh, you know, there, there really is no, no, um, it's hard to say you're going to get balanced. So I think that's the one thing I don't like is that maybe sometimes I, I feel unbalanced, but I, in the other part, I feel really good about what I'm doing. I'm helping people out because I'm helping people out and helping those people out lets me help myself and my, my family out. Yeah, have a better awesome. tomorrow. That is awesome. All right. I'm going to take just a minute now and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. These guys have been a sponsor for many, many years, so I thank them for uh, their support. The Salt Lake Barber Company, if you guys have been a listener of the show for a while, you've heard me talk about them. You've heard me talk about how much I love going to Isaac there at the Salt Lake Barber Company, how much he makes me feel like a million bucks every time I go in there and get a haircut, a beard trim. They're located at 10 East, 800 South, so a great location. They're offering haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. And what I love about the Salt Lake Barber Company, you guys, is they are a true community barbershop. They really focus on providing the best work environment possible, and they allow their barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while you're in the chair. They do take walk-ins, but why not just get a guaranteed appointment? Really easy to do by going to saltlakebarberco.com. It's really easy. You just select the services that you want. You request the barber that you want. Boom, bada, bing, and you got yourself a guaranteed appointment. Many thanks to the Salt Lake Barber Company for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's get back into that conversation that we had with Tony. Thanks for listening. What questions aren't consumers asking their mortgage lender, but you feel they should be? That's a good question. What questions aren't they asking? I think they should be asking what is after I get into this home, what's next? What's my plan after that? How are you going to help me get to the next step? What's my next, you know, what what can you help me plan for? Because a lot of people think, well, you're a mortgage lender, you're just gonna get me into this home and then after that Forget about you. Forget about you. Same thing with a realtor. Exactly. You know? Exactly. We want to be your friend. We want to be your friend. I, think, you know? I, heard this, I heard this before, and I, and I do believe this, is the relationship starts after the, the transaction. Yeah. Staying in touch with them, saying hello, checking in, making sure they know that, hey, the plan that we set up for you before we close and when we first met, make sure we're following that plan. You know, I, I'm a big believer in, in building, helping people build wealth. Number one stop is you got to get your primary residence. You got to get your home. You got to get that location where you can feel comfortable being there every day, family meals, place to rest at night. After that, you have to have your emergency fund that I believe you have to have three to six months. Anything comes up, COVID, sickness, et cetera, you can cover your primary residence. After that, people need to do step three, and that is have your retirement account, your investment, IRA, 401k, whatever that is. Get that ready for the future. And number four, I'm a big believer in getting some stocks underneath your belt. Something S&P 500 you follow, uh, whatever that might be. But that those are ways to help people accumulate wealth. And I and I literally lay that out to people when they come to me one-to-one. I say, look, I, w- I want to help you build these up as much as I can. Here's some plans. Because they, I just don't want to think they're just a transaction to me because they're not. Yeah. I really do care about people and I want to help them out. Dude, that is awesome. You might have mentioned, I don't know, did you mention where home is for you? Where did you grow up? 
I grew up here in Salt Lake. So right here in Salt Lake. Right born, here in born Salt Lake. Raised, never. I mean, did you ever leave or? No, not born. Oh, not born. But raised. Okay. Born in Boston. Born in Boston. Okay. East Coast guy. Born in Boston. Raised in Salt Lake. How long did you live in Boston? I was a kid, probably to about two, maybe oh, a little so, bit less. So no real memories. So no real memories. Um, need to go back. Haven't been back forever, so I need to go back. Go check out a Red Sox game. Yeah, Boston's like a city, Boston's man. A city, it's a good man. city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably in the summertime because I'm a kind of a summer type of guy, you know, sure. spring, something like that, from warm weather. Plus, love, love being by the ocean and things that matter. So, but grew up here in Salt Lake, Sugar House, um, East Side area type of town, um, type of the valley. And, and love Salt Lake, man. Salt Lake is home. Yeah, so you've seen you've seen a lot of growth. Oh, amazing <laughs> I mean, growth! Do you remember when like Daybreak was like so far? It's, I mean, at least people I knew, right? Because I was like downtown, oh, yeah. the avenues, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, a downtown guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so, so people were always like, "Oh, Daybreak, so far." And oh, this, wait. Now, now it just seems like yeah, you just go twenty minutes, thirty minutes. There's no big deal to drive, man. You know, like I told you, we used to be in this building, right? Yeah. So I tell people, man, there was nothing here ten years ago. 15 years ago, where this building's at, there's nothing here but land. And people are like, oh, yeah, it's true, man. There's nothing out here. I remember when my first house that I bought is out in West Jordan. And um, when I was a kid, probably around 14, 15, we played in a baseball tournament. Remember, we're from the we're from the east side, Liberty Park area. Yeah. And we were driving for like a 20 minutes. I thought to myself, who lives this far? Yeah. Why? Why would people come out this far? Yeah. Next thing you knew is I grew up, man, I was buying a house out that way. So I love to see Salt Lake grow. Dude, it's, it, I mean, Harriman, all that. I mean, it, everything. It's it's just cool to see it oh, all it's grow. It's way cool to see yeah. it. And there's still a little bit of room to grow up here out here west. And, you know, you go out to Utah County, that's, that's Boomtown too. You know what I mean? You go up north and that's Boomtown also. You see all these buildings going up. Uh, we were, the other day we were downtown. We were driving by Leeds's Pizza over on Seventh yeah. East, and yeah. I remember there was a Wonder Bread there. Now there's nothing but massive housing behind it, so it's it's cool to see and and, and the change. Yeah, that is cool. Let's get to know Tony a little bit more. Awesome. I got I got some kind of individual questions to get cool. to know you a little bit better. But most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? Uh, most memorable concert would be the Prince concert up to the Usana. Oh, when was that? I don't remember the year, but I remember I mean, been quite my, a few my years buddy ago. called me. He said he had an extra ticket, so we went. Oh, wow. He and I, uh, amazing concert. The place was packed. We had a couple beers. We were feeling good. And I remember at one point I looked up and the place was jam-packed. I mean, it was packed. He put on a great show. Great show. He finished. Everybody screamed encore. He came back out on the piano, played some tunes, and it to this day, man, I just remember that was that was one of the most amazing concerts. That and uh, I've been to a couple of Journey concerts that were also amazing. Dude, Journey puts on a heck of a oh, show. Yeah, man. I saw him out at USANA. Did you? A couple of some. A couple years ago. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago they played, and then I saw him before that, and you know. Yeah, I've seen him about twice too, but yeah. a couple of years. I think you might have been at the same one. Yeah. You're thinking about man, that was an amazing concert. Who was it? Uh, forgot who opened up for him. They might have been the Eagles, maybe. I don't know. Something oh like no, Steve Miller Band. That, I think so. Yeah. I think it might have been. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, an I amazing love, I love show. classic mm-hmm. rock, man. Oh, I love me some classic rock. You know, I went to Highland High School, and I remember um, my first period of class was uh, weightlifting. Okay. And it was always Led Zeppelin, yeah. Journey, the Eagles, something like that. So sometimes I'd be like, man, why don't we put on something different in my era? But you know what? Now that I've grown up, I love me some classic rock. See, and I, I love that's one thing I love about doing this podcast, right? Like something even like that. I would have never guessed that about you, Tony. Oh, I for love some it. reason. I don't know why. I love you it. You know, but it just it it makes you just But you know what? One of my things is I have an older cousin who's like my older brother. He's about twelve years older than me. Okay. So that he's an eighties baby and he would put on the journeys of the world. He'd put on the eighties songs and the eighties movies of the world that nowadays I'm like, man, what great classic stuff that that we had in those eras. If you could learn one random skill, what would it be? Well, that's a good question. One random skill. I mean, I've had people on here, they say like ventriloquism or okay. how, how to you know play the violin or how to build a house. I don't know. I mean, the piano. Play the piano. Play there the piano. Go. Can you play any musical instruments? Um, I can't play any musical instruments. I, uh, I tried the saxophone when I was a kid in elementary school. I had a little piano back when I was growing up at home. I remember we got it for like Christmas, stuff like that. So I learned how to play Happy Birthday on there. Yeah. But I've always wanted to learn the piano, man. I love music, and I think the piano is just one of the greatest instruments ever. Dude, the piano would be a cool I instrument. I tried to play, learn the, the guitar once, but, Dan, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a really tough one. 
We all have those days where we find ourselves in a bit of a funk. Maybe we can't even get out of bed. I don't know if you suffer with like, you know, even depression, stuff like that, you know, sure. even mild. Uh, what do you do to get remotivated, to kind of get back at it, to just get yourself refocused? Recharged. Yeah, recharged. You know, I'm an only child. So one of the things that I do, Chris, is I need to uh, have uh, me time. Yeah. Me time really gets me now. I'm really even, Stephen. What I mean by that, Chris, I mean, I'm really even keel. What you see is what you get with me. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. I'm pretty even. I'm, I'm really blessed in life. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty mentally strong, but I do need some recharge time. I need to be able to sit down by myself, either go for a drive or just sit outside. I love sitting in the hot tub and just kind of just Unwinding. Unwinding. Yeah. I'll read for a little bit. I'll listen to a podcast or just kind of just breathe for a minute and just stuff like that. That's just some alone time for me is always excellence. Dude, I'm right there with you, right? Like it's weird. Like I could be a, an extrovert, but then I'm like a massive introvert at the same time. Big time. You yeah. Know? You and I think both share that because I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. Same yeah. way. Let's, uh, we got some Salt Lake City questions awesome. that we ask everybody that comes Perfect. through here, Tony. So, of course, we got to ask you, you know, find out uh, awesome. what, what Tony recommends. But we have family and friends that visit us from time to time. Of you course. Know, maybe uh, from out of state, right? And sure. they're like, drive us around, give us the tour, show us a few of your favorite spots. Of course. Where does Tony like to take people to? I mean, I've had people say, you know, Salt Lake, Temple, whatever. I sure, know sure. You know, I, uh, my, um, like I said, I was raised here in Salt Lake. My family's from Ecuador, so my sister came up from Ecuador uh, just last year. Okay. Uh, and uh, I told her we got to go see Park City. So yeah, we showed her Park him. City. Park City's him. a must. So Park City's probably be the number one spot I tell them to go to just because it's it's famous, world-known. Sure. I mean, it's a great place either in the summertime or the wintertime. They had never seen snow. <laughs> so the first time. Seen it in the movies. But never seen it in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my nephew wanted to touch and see snow, so... Uh, they just weren't prepared of how cold it was because it's in the middle of February about a year ago, exactly about a year ago, and it was cold, boy. So it was fun. Awesome. Park City is a spot. What about one or two favorite local eating spots that you like to eat at, whether that's by yourself or with somebody else? Sure, sure. Great question. Um, love the pie. Love okay. Pizza. Love pizza. Love yeah. the pie. That's an yeah. iconic spot. Um, there's a little place down in, uh, I'm going to say West Valley called El Paisa Grill. Love that spot too. You know, so I, th I think somebody. Where where is that approximately located? I'm going to say is that's right off of the uh, 5600 West, maybe aroundish. No, yeah, around 5600 West, 2700 maybe. South, maybe. Yeah, yeah, around there. Somebody uh -huh. was just telling me about where that. They? Place. Okay, I think so. If it's the same place, okay, I'm going to send you a picture of it. We're going to okay. go eat there tonight, oh, okay. so it's going to be a okay. it's going to be a good little spot. They've got uh, good little dishes over there that we really like. Um, you know, we love sushi, so. We went to uh, Sapa downtown yeah, this weekend. Yeah, they got good sushi. Oh, yeah, there, they had man. really good sushi. So we love little spots like that, you know, and always up to uh, – for any, any any suggestions, we're always up to, 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 to hit it up. You heard it here. Reach out to Tony. Tell him your favorite spot. Please, right? please, please. <laughs> what would you change about Salt Lake City? If you could change one or two things about the valley. Okay. However you want to interpret that question. Let's sure. say Tony became the mayor or if you had a magic wand. I don't know. First and foremost, I will say that I love a lot of the changes and the mentality of the city is growing. I love that. I love that in regards to the city is changing, kind of seeing the world uh, a little bit different. More culture here. More culture, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I grew up here from the 80s, and I'm telling you, back in the 80s, it was not a lot of culture, let's say. <laughs> uh, but I love that. I love the growth of the uh, just all around. I guess what I would change is I'm a city guy, so maybe a little bit more... Um, uh, skyline, you know, yeah. I mean? like the building, stuff like that. I'm a really big building person. That'd, that'd be pretty cool. Um, one of the changes I would do is I think the uh, the freeway system sucks. Um, I hate to say it, but I think... Uh, east to west is East really to west is horrible, bonkers. man. Yeah, exactly. It's about, I'd like to see a nice big flowing freeway down from the west to the east. Really yeah. easy to get downtown. So I'd love to see some of those changes overall. And I just love to see, uh, just keep growing. I think it's, I think it's an awesome place. I think it's a, a hidden gem. Yeah. Not many people know about our great economy, great people, friendly, educated, and smart. Well, it was a hidden gem. Now everybody true, true, their true. Dog I still think there's a little hidden in there because people always yeah. want to say, oh, I don't know about Utah or this and that. But people are opening up. Yeah. Yeah. 
How can listeners connect with you? What's the best ways to do that for you, Tony? Oh, thanks, Chris. That's a great way. Well, you know, you can always reach me. Call me directly, 801-706-6849. I'm an open book. I've had that number for years. Call me, text me, send a pigeon to what I tell people, whatever is easiest. Uh, my Instagram is TF Mortgage. Reach me that way. Look me up on Facebook by my name, Tony Farias. You can find me there too. And I'm always up for a good conversation, good phone chat, grab a coffee, grab a lunch and get to know each other. So you heard Tony, send him a text. Say, hey, I heard you on I Am Salt Lake yes. podcast. Follow him on Instagram. Tell him you heard him on the podcast. He's a good follow. I mean, you're a good you're a good person to follow. Thanks, I mean, always, man. I try to. Always got good positive stuff to I put try out to. There. I try to. And these are great platforms for me, Chris, to be able to share with my people, to get to know your podcast, yeah. to get to know you, things that matter. So I'm gonna flip the script on you, Chris. Okay, Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like absolutely. to ask you some questions if that's okay. I'm nervous. I'm I, nervous. Okay. You, you know, I'd have no idea what you're gonna ask me. That's okay, man. I I just wanted to get to know you, get to know you a little bit better. So kind of a little bit of rapid fire, maybe yeah. a couple of other <laughs> Dude, Um, more in-depth questions. You're Um, making my day by doing this. So this is great. So first and foremost, tell me what is your uh, date of birth? And if you don't want to tell us the year, that's fine. December 6th, 1977. So that puts me at 45 years old the end of this year. Awesome, man. Congrats. I'm there too. Yeah. You and I are 77 kids. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Kids? Uh, so I got, I got one. Well, so I have four kids total. Cool. We have, th- I have three older stepkids and then we have uh, a little Lucy that's four years old. Uh, we have Chrissy and I have her together. And Congrats. Like I said, a three older stepkids. Awesome, so. man. We have a, almost a two year old, so I know how it is. Really fun yeah. to see them. Any pets? Uh, yeah, we have a little doggy named Karen okay. of, of all, of all names, right? You know, the silly Karen <laughs> meme out there. It was just, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by naming animals, human names, like okay. regular human people names. Any reason why? I, I just think it's funny. I had, well, okay. So the real story, I had a buddy years ago that lived down in Orem. So I, I spent a lot of my teenage years in Utah County. Sure. And, uh, he was always talking about this Jerry, you know, his mom had to go let Jerry out or go feed Jerry. And I always just thought it was some like relative that he was taking care of. Okay. And like two years into this friendship, <laughs> I found out it was a dog. And okay. I just thought it was funny. the funniest That's thing true. ever. Right. Like, and so then one of my first cats that I named, I named him Charles. Okay. So people always thought he was my boyfriend when I talked about him. Like it was the funniest <laughs> thing. I was like, oh, well, you know, Charles isn't feeling well. well I got to go home to Charles. Take care of, let, you know, let, help Charles go to the bathroom. You know, stuff like That's that. That's funny, man. That's so a good was, one. I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant. I always recommend Lucky 13. I love their burgers. Okay. I would have to say they're definitely in my top. Okay. That's that's what popped in my head first is Lucky awesome. 13. I love it, man. A favorite dessert? Cheesecake. Love it. Love cheesecake. Okay. Perfect. A favorite candy or treat besides dessert? Favorite candy or treat? You know, just a good old Snickers bar. Okay. Just I a see good you. candy bar, man. Dude, there's just something about it. I don't know. Kind what of bring it you is. back to childhood sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Favorite store? Favorite store. Probably like the Apple store or something okay. like that, right? Okay, I see you. Um, I don't. I believe you're not a sports guy. I, you know, I do enjoy some sports. I like baseball. Baseball is my sport. Love and, it. And that's just, it, it's summertime. There's, you know, I, I know we've talked about this on podcasts and stuff. You know, there's something about that hot dog and, sure. and stuff in the summer. Sure. But, uh, you know, a bees game. Oh, or, yeah. You know, I grew up in, in Ventura, California, okay. mostly. So, you know, went to a handful of Dodger games growing up. So, Lucky you know, I, I remember going to them with my dad and uh, just memories of Good that. Memories. So, so baseball's always kind of been okay. that. You know, you but, asked me what's one thing I change about Salt Lake. I'd like a sports team. Oh, here. my gosh. Could you imagine if we had an MLB team Oh, my here? God. Because like, I love oh my gosh. the view at the Bees game is awesome when yeah. you're looking out to the east, the sun yeah. settling. I mean, it's awesome view. So I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, favorite charity? Favorite charity, Thanksgiving Heroes. We've had Rob Adams on the podcast. Good dude. He works out of this this yes. broker charity. Really good so dude, good man. Dude. He's got yeah. a great cause going on there. Uh, favorite movie? UHF. Okay. Weird Al. Okay. I don't know if you ever That's saw it. that one. Yep, I remember that. That's it was old just school hilarious. Movie. Okay. Uh, favorite relaxation method? Meditation. Awesome. Awesome. Favorite cocktail, drink, soda, et cetera? Favorite I don't drink anymore. Okay. Uh, but favorite, so I just a Diet Coke. Okay. I see you. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Awesome. Um, hobby? Besides this? Be, uh, podcast, reading, writing, oh, right. okay. journaling, uh, traveling. Okay. Love to travel myself. Awesome. Uh, camping. Okay. I mean, I guess that's more than just one, but. Sure, that's uh, a couple. That's yeah. a couple. What brings joy in your life? 
Oh, wow. What brings joy to my life? Probably seeing other people's successes, right? Being able to see them live the life they want. Just, I don't know why that brings me so much joy because they're at the ultimate peak of happiness. Awesome. Right. Um, you know, spending time with family, yes. my family is so important to me. Definitely. Um, with my kids, uh, learning more about them. Sure. Even living life through, I mean, a you you have young kids, right? Like, yeah, I've like, got I've so got my four year old. Um, yeah, like a two year old baby. Just so watching yeah. her eyes light up when she sees new things sure. or experiences new things. Oh my gosh, yeah. so much joy to my oh, life. Oh man, I, I I totally feel what you're saying, Chris. What's a new place you want to visit this year? Italy. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Okay. That's that's the that's the goal. Okay. To go there this it. summer. Okay. I hope you get. I'm there. saying it on the podcast. Love I'm it. Putting, putting it, it out there. there. Yeah. What's a place you re- uh, recommend others to visit? East Coast, Boston. I know we talked about Boston. Okay. I lived out in Pennsylvania for about five, six years. Okay. Yeah, you didn't uh, mention in that. In my early 20s. Okay. And I love the East Coast. Totally different love, flow, right? Love, love, love it. New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C. If you can get to any of these cities, I mean, there is so much history. Sure. And I'm, uh, they're the best. Awesome, man. I love it. Uh, if you were not a podcaster or a real estate agent, what would you be doing? Professional clown. <laughs> I kid you not. I used to do birthday party clown shows. Did you really? Back in the day. 20 years ago. some cool ago. balloons? Balloon animals, magic tricks, the whole nine yards. Dude, that's what's And uh, that's, uh, that's what I always thought I was going to be. I actually used to want to go to clown college. Okay. And the whole nine yards, travel with the circus. That's awesome. And I know dude. it sounds bizarre. No, that's okay, man. it sounds just like, okay. is this guy for real? Oh, man, I love it. I've never heard that one. What would be your superpower? You know, I always want to say reading people's minds. And okay. I know that that sounds so like that just sounds like that would be a nightmare. Sure. But I just think that would be so fun just to be able I to read so people's too. minds. That'd be an awesome one. Uh, favorite 80s movie? Favorite 80s movie? Well, I, I mentioned UHF. That was that came out in 1989. Sure. Mm-hmm. But another favorite of mine, I'm, I'm a sucker for like heathers and 16 candles okay. and, yeah. and all those like those type of movies sure. for some reason yeah, yeah, yeah. john cusack movies and uh, the reason Better i bring that dead. up is you had a post about some 80s movie about yeah like, a top gun and stuff like yeah. that and i remember commenting about like, some of those you just can never remake you know what i mean so they're trying to they're trying i don't know to. how that how i feel about them sure no i totally agree with that another podcast or podcaster you recommend on a local and national level that you like on a local or national level that I like, uh, well, there's a good podcast. They're actually called The Mediocre Show. Okay. They're based out of Philadelphia. Their largest listenership actually is in Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. Blows my mind. That's crazy. Uh, I actually, I met them. So there's another good podcast from Salt Lake City called Geek Show. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them. Carrie Jackson from X96 does oh, okay. that podcast. They were actually a big inspiration of me starting this show. Okay. And the friendships and stuff that I've been able to to carry with those guys and just all the support that they've given I Am Salt Lake over the last 10 years has been amazing. And so I owe a lot to them. That's awesome. Uh, great guys. So it's so on a local level, geek show, on a national level, mediocre show, because they've been really supportive of sure. I Am Salt Lake. Plus, they're just great guys, too. Great sure. show. You know, both of them are still going on. Both podcasts are still going. That's awesome. Um, and so, yeah. Long running. Okay. Yeah. Two more questions for you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one mistake you've made in real estate that you won't forget and can pass on to your future clients or a future agent? Like scar, that scar, you're like, oh. follow up, man. That's what you tell me. Follow up. Cause <laughs> yes, there's sir. nothing worse, man. You think, okay, I need to follow up with this person or, oh, you know, I, I just followed up with them or however, you know, sure, sure. And, and don't question the follow up because exactly. if you do, Remember I told you that one. the moment uh-huh. you question it and then you follow up, oh, I'm already working with another agent or I already bought a house or I, sure. some, some, some excuse or some reason. And you're just like, oh. No, exactly, exactly. So or sometimes, up, you know, they fall, they uh, fall out of love with their lender or agent. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to go with the next person that gives them the follow up. Yeah, or was consistent on the follow up, right? Exactly. So, last one, best quote to live by, or your motto of life: "Done is better than perfect." Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. That's a good one. I've had to learn that. Done I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and especially like even with this podcast, 
week after week after week, that's how I've kept this show going is done is better than perfect. Okay. Because I always thought, like when I first started this show, I would spend 30, 40 hours editing an episode. Wow. And I was just like, this is, I can't, this isn't sustainable. Yeah. Uh And so, you know, obviously I'm going to still do a good job. Sure. But you just got to get it done. So how long does it take you to edit a show like this now? Now you got me curious. Uh, so, and maybe, you know, from start to finish, I mean, we'll edit the editing part. Maybe I'll spend on an hour show, maybe two, two and a half hours. Okay. So about maybe double the time. Okay. Because I'll listen back through it and, and try to clean it up. And, nice, and, nice. Uh, you know, any dead air or... Of course. Whatever. Tighten it up, like you said. Excessive words, sometimes stuff like that. You know, okay. some of us, we don't realize it while we're talking. Then you go back and listen. You're like, eh, they didn't need to say this five times. Good or, point. Or, or I don't know. You so know. how can people get a hold of you? How they can get a hold of yes, me. Yes, sir. I like this. I like this. You know, believe it or not, people probably listen to the podcast and they don't know how to get a hold of me. There you go. See? Uh, well, I'll give my phone number too. I mean, it's plastered everywhere. You Let's know? do it. 801-244-2908. So seriously, I mean, even if you're just a listener of the podcast, shoot me a text. Sure. Say hello. Yes. I want to get to know you guys. Give me a call. I agree. I, you know? I agree. Just say, hey, I love your podcast. Maybe if you have suggestions, I don't exactly. know. Or I hated it. Yeah, I mean, it's a suggestion, it. right? Well, we need know. the feedback. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah. the feedback. So yeah. that would be a good way. Or Chris at IamSaltLake.com is, cool. is email. But but texting and, and phone calls to me is the is the best. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, Chris, for sharing with me about you because I'm going to pass <laughs> this you, on to my people. When are you going to start a podcast, Tony? You know what? I've thought about it. I think I need to come hang out with you and the Podcast Coalition to yeah, learn a little bit more. Do. And uh, I think this would be a great platform for me, but I appreciate you letting me jump on your podcast to share my story and people get to know me a little bit more. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before I hit the, I don't want to stop the recording. If you have anything else you want to add. You know what? I, the only thing I want to add, Chris, is once again, thank you for letting me jump on, but mostly is I want to help people out, Chris. I want to team up with you. I want to help out other people to be able to get into homes or just get to know them. Let's do it. Let's do it, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. All right. Thank you again to Tony Farias for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Such a rad conversation, such a great guy. I learned so much about him in the mortgage industry on this episode. Hopefully you reach out to Tony, connect with him, let him know you heard him on the podcast and uh, let him know your thoughts on this conversation. Really quick though, one thing before we leave this episode, I want to make sure that you're part of the I Am Salt Lake podcast Facebook group. Really easy to find. Just do a search for I Am Salt Lake community and then join me and the rest of the listeners of the podcast. It's a lot of fun. We share what's going on here in Salt Lake City, events, activities, and just uh, just thoughts on the podcast. So hopefully we see you on the inside there on the community. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You guys have a great week and we'll see you uh, next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.